Welcome to On the Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union, where God's mission is our passion. Today, we welcome Tomiko Jones. Tomiko earned an undergraduate degree in electrical engineering from North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro, North Carolina, a Master of Business Administration degree from the University of Dallas, and a Master of Arts in Christian Education degree from Dallas Baptist University. She's also a doctoral candidate in DBU's Gary Cook School of Leadership. Tamiko, I am thrilled we get to talk with you today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sandy. It's so good to see you and awesome always to get to speak with you. I'm excited to be with you. Here we are in Woodway, Texas. We're sitting outside hearing the birds. When will we ever have a 72 degree morning in summer in Texas? So this is beautiful. It feels great out here. So... This, sure. it, it's wonderful. This is absolutely amazing. <laughs> well, Tamiko, these are incredibly tough times. But no matter what is going on around us, no matter what the circumstances, God is faithful. Psalm 34, 17 says, When the righteous cry out for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. These are tough times. I think we need to resolve in our hearts to put our faith in God, to cry out to Him. And I've thought about some twos you need to have in tough times, and I wanted to bounce them off of you and see what you think of them. Okay. The first is attitude. Our attitudes are always a choice. Psychologist Viktor Frankl believed the last of our human freedoms is to choose our attitude in any given circumstances. He knew the truth of that statement. Frankl survived imprisonment in a Nazi death camp, and throughout his ordeal, he wouldn't allow his attitude to deteriorate. Tamiko, if he could remain a positive attitude in a death camp, so can we. What do you think about that attitude? Attitude. Sandy, when you think about the last few months we've been through, especially with COVID-19 and just having our worlds turned upside down, kind of. Um, attitude has been everything. Uh, we've been on Zoom calls. Many people are dealing with Zoom fatigue and, and just having to do everything differently. But what I understand about attitude is that no matter the circumstance, just like God never changes, if we hold on to something that never changes, then we're, we can be okay. We can be okay. So it's like when the storm comes through, regardless of the storm, you can still smile in the storm. And so attitude for me is, is most important because as things come up against you, as challenges um, are presented to you, it's up to you how you're going to look at them. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And as a leader, it's a given you're going to take arrows from every direction. Mm -hmm. But to maintain your poise and have a good attitude no matter what's going on. How do you as a leader do that? Well, first of all, I know what God has put in me already. And, and you know, if you look back on what you've done and how God has blessed you in your life, how he's prepared you for moments uh, in time, you think about that moment and understand that tomorrow is another moment. And so make sure that you are who he's called you to be in that moment. And so um, I just rely heavily on God to get me through. That is great. Well, kind of along with attitude, the second tude is altitude. The way of the cross is onward and upward. Tamiko, do you remember the old hymn, Higher Ground? I sure do, Sandy. Yeah. 
I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. In tough times, you need to lift your eyes and keep pressing upward. How do we do that? Well, if you look at that, the end of that verse, it says, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. It doesn't say, Tamiko or Sandy, plant your feet on higher ground. We rely on God to move us forward, but we have to be open and willing to where he's trying to move us to. And so, um, you know, just keeping our eyes focused on him. Yeah. And that's the direction we need to move in. A lot of people don't want to have their feet planted on higher ground because... Mm -hmm. Higher ground is tough to get to sometimes. It is. It's tough to get to, and it comes with more. <laughs> um, I've often been told the higher the level, the bigger the devil. You know, yeah. just meaning that the higher the level, there's more challenges. There's more growth as well. Growth comes through challenges. Growth comes through change. And sometimes growth comes through loss. And so um, as you think about that, uh, you, you really have to be in tune with God and sold out and submitted to him so that he can do what he needs to do in your life. If you're not, then you're going to fight him the whole way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of us want to take the easy path that everybody else is trotting. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think everybody, regardless of whether you are committed to God, submitted to God, there are times, there are moments where you're like, why can't I just be the person um, to go plant flowers in my yard yes. and just spend time doing everything I think I want to do? Yeah. But I believe we're convicted um, because um, of everything that's been put in us. All the experiences we've had, they are not just for us. They're to help somebody else. And so um, we don't stay in that place of complacency long. You know, there's a challenge and God is calling us to meet Absolutely. the challenge. So the first tood is attitude. The second tood is altitude. The third tood I want to mention is fortitude. Fortitude allows us to overcome fear, remain steady in the face of all circumstances and obstacles. Another word might be courage. And the Bible has a lot to say about courage. Mm -hmm. Often in our hearts, we know what needs to be done. Fortitude gives us the will to do it. Where does fortitude come from? Oh, when I think about the word fortitude, I learned that word, really learned that word uh, in college. And one of my professors uh, told me fortitude means to do it afraid. Okay. It doesn't mean that uh, you, you will never have fear. Um, if you don't have fear, there's a problem because you're relying completely on yourself and your abilities. But when you see things that need to be done and God may be calling you to do them, the mm -hmm. faith overcomes the fear. And so with fortitude, it just means to make the step anyway. Yeah. Jump off the cliff knowing that yeah. God is, is carrying Absolutely. you and going to catch well, you. Let yeah. me just ask you this question. When is a time in your ministry career that you did it afraid? I imagine moving from the corporate world into ministry, that was a time you had to have fortitude. You had to do it afraid. What was that like? Tell the listeners about um, moving from the corporate world to the ministry world. Oh, Sandy, moving from corporate uh, to ministry. That was definitely a moment or moments where I had to do it afraid. Um, all I'd known since um, probably junior year in high school is working 
and being mm-hmm. able to um, provide for myself, even though my parents were around, but yeah. I was just pretty independent, uh, yeah. wanting to have jobs, not wanting to ask for too much. And so going into corporate, I did um, uh, serve as an electrical engineer for about 16 years. And so became very comfortable with my salary, um, just took it for granted that the money would be there because I had the position. Um, But when it was time to answer my call to ministry, that was definitely a turning point in the road. That was once again a crisis of belief for me because at that point, I had to totally rely on God because I left corporate without a job. You you have a job, a nice paying Mm -hmm. job, and you're mm-hmm. very successful in a field that you know. Yes, a field that I know and, and was comfortable with yeah. at that point. But God had began to uh, stir it up. He has a, a way of working with me when it's time to make a change. <laughs> he stirs it up. I can't sleep. Uh, the joy is, is hard to come by because I understand that there's something he's calling me to do that possibly Tomiko in the flesh does not want to do because I know it's going to be a challenge. And so that's how I was feeling at that time, um, but knew it was time to leave corporate. And so I did that. um, But I also knew that it was important for me to spend time with him as soon as I left corporate, um, understanding what the next step was. And so it wasn't up to Tomiko to come up with a plan. Yeah. He called me to leave corporate. Yeah. So I had to trust that he had a plan for me. But it was up to you to be obedient. Yes, that's the key word, obedience. I'm still learning it, but that was the key word. And I would tell anyone, um, once you say yes to God, you will have to be obedient so that all of his provision that he has for you comes with his path. Yeah. So to be on his path, you have to be obedient. I love that, Tamiko. All right, attitude, altitude fortitude. The fourth tude is aptitude. You know, Tomiko, an aptitude test determines your ability in a skill or a field of knowledge. In all times, but especially in tough times, Christians need to leverage their gifts to make the largest kingdom impact possible. Ephesians 5, 15, 17 says, so be careful how you act. These are difficult days. It's kind of funny that they were in difficult days. We're in difficult days. The Bible says, don't be fools, be wise. Make the most of every opportunity you have for doing good. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to find out and do whatever the Lord wants you to do. Tomiko, in the midst of this crisis, how can we make the largest impact possible for the kingdom? How, we, how can we leverage our gifts for the greatest use for the kingdom? Yes, um, I always go back to Matthew 6 and 33, where it tells you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. all of his righteousness. And all of these things uh, will be added unto you. Um, just just the, the current crisis that our country uh, finds itself in, not just COVID-19, but our systemic racism and, and the injustice that mm-hmm. we're seeing, um, it all goes back to seek ye first yeah. the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything else that you may need or that you may think, it'll be added. Um, we have to make sure we get back to basics and rely fully on God's word. God's word is true. Um, it's powerful. It's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's peace. 
And so if we rely fully on that, he gives us a clear path on how to handle anything. Yeah. First of all, we cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. And so any crisis that we may find ourselves in, we have to know that it has not caught him by surprise. Yeah. And so we trust him, we trust his word, and we trust his guidance. What would you say about Christians and their use of their gifts? I believe we have a lot of Christians mm -hmm. that are content to let the ministers do the work of the church. How do we mobilize God's people to do what God is asking them to do? Yeah. First of all, you are so right in that there are so many people that will allow the, the, the pastor or the associate ministers to do the work and that's what they expect. However, I learned as a young person that we are all ministers. We are all called to serve. God gives each of us at least one gift. And so it is up to us as leaders, as the ministers, to equip them, to help them understand what their gift is, and then to help them see, and I believe God leads us in helping them to see mm -hmm. how to then put that gift to work for the kingdom. We have to often empower people uh, encourage them, edify them so that they know and are confident in the gift that God has given them. And so I believe that is a role as leaders, especially, uh, that we have. It's edifying them. I totally agree. All right. We've got attitude, altitude, fortitude, aptitude. The fifth is rectitude. Synonyms for rectitude include decency, morality, integrity, righteousness, goodness. Proverbs 10.9 says, people with integrity will walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will become exposed. I read one sad article entitled, Americans will pretty much lie about anything. I looked at another where you could test yourself to see if you lie more or less than the average person. I couldn't believe it. Now, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Job was about as upright as they come, but tough times doesn't mean you get a rectitude pass. As leaders, when we are incredibly stressed, how do we guard our minds and keep our hearts focused on Christ? Being still. <laughs> okay. We must be still. Once again, 2020 is full of lessons. Yes. <laughs> we were forced to be still for yeah. a few months there, and I believe many people uh, were able to get back to the cross, back to that point where they first believed, back to understanding that God should be their first love. Mm -hmm. And so as you think about that, I was born, I was born and raised in 96 South Carolina. You know, I got to throw yes. that in there. I need everybody <laughs> to know about 96 South Carolina. But back um, in the 80s, 90s, your name meant something. Mm -hmm. My family would always say, when you leave this house, remember, you're a Jones or a Thompson. That's another family name we have. And whatever you do, do it with decency, be in order mm -hmm. so that you bring no shame to the name. Well, when I think about Christians, it's the same thing. You don't get a pass. You don't have a day off. It's always on. As believers, no matter where you are or what you're faced with, we're still called to love. Mm -hmm. We're still called to, of course, love God first, but also love his people in that horizontal relationship. So being connected to the Father, that helps you stay in a, in a proper position, a, a proper posture, so that 
God can get the glory out of your life. God can get the glory out of everything that you do because the words that you say, they come from him. The actions that you take, they'll come from him. And so you are his hands and feet. And so, yeah. That is a good word, rectitude. Rectitude, it is. All right, the sixth word is amplitude. And Tamiko, you are an electrical engineer. What can you tell us about amplitude? Well, if you think about um, the AM and the FM on the radio, that's the easiest thing I can kind of help you with. If you turn on your AM radio, the signals aren't as clear. You know, um, just the technology used for the AM portion is not as um, high as the technology used for the, the FM portion. And so the FM portion has clear signals, you get a better reception and everything. So if you think about amplitude, that was really the, the first way that we were able to get the, the audio to come across the airwaves and just be able to hear things across the way, whatever yeah. that meant to you at that particular time. Even stands for amplitude modulation. It does. So amplitude, we, and we, you and I are old enough that we grew up with our little transistor AM radio, <laughs> the radio. and trying to get a, uh-huh. a signal. Yes, uh, and you may <laughs> you may still be using that. Uh, there are quite a few enthusiasts out there that are yeah. still using those transistor radios just for nostalgic stake, yeah. I think. But yeah, so. but technology improved, and we technology learned how to do improved, things better, and it continues to improve. No, I was just gonna say, and I re- I relate that really to where we are today, and as believers. We improve, uh, we learn each and every day. All of our experiences should add up to a better better person at the end of the day. You're right. And in these tough times, we, we do need to amplify our message. Mm-hmm. We do need to improve. We need to clearly communicate why we do. We need to look for new carrier waves so that our content can be transmitted and received. How do we do that? How do we tell our message better? First of all, I think we have to be open to doing things differently. Oh, well. Yes. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a that's the beginning though. <laughs> okay. If you're not open to doing things differently, then you won't understand that your way is not necessarily the right way or the old way is not necessarily the way that's gonna work 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, we, we rely on the Bible. The Bible you know, doesn't change. There are various um, translations that help us to understand what God's word says. So that stays the same, but our, our methods have to change. Yes. Uh, if you look at the generation that's coming up now, I don't even know whether to call it X, Y, Z, where we are, but each generation brings something different to the table. Yes. And I believe that they're, they're going to be different learners and also different practitioners. Um, they may choose to do missions in a different way. Yeah. And so we have to be open to change. We have to be open to change and we have to be willing to bless them. Yes. Bless them and empower them. Um, You know, we have to understand that we are here to help guide them, but they teach us so much, uh, not only about ourselves and about them, but about where we're going and what God is doing. So we have to be open to that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Most importantly, this is a time, as we think about amplifying our message, to lean into gospel proclamation like never before. Why are we as Christians so hesitant about sharing our faith? Why, why do you think that is? Well, I can, I can give you some responses I've received when I've asked that question. Okay. Um, individuals say, well, I'm not eloquent in speech or, you know, I, I don't know how to share 
uh, what God has done for me, or that's my testimony. And they see testimony as something that they're to, to hold on to and protect. Mm -hmm. But it's in sharing that testimony and in, in sharing with what God has done for them, who he has been to them, that people gain hope for their own lives. And so um, I believe sometimes people are not as comfortable sharing those things because they're not as comfortable with their relationship with Christ okay. and where they are, uh, sometimes being convicted, knowing they should be further along, yeah. maybe, but yeah. Well, if we're not making disciples, we're wasting our time. Right, because that is the mandate, right? Yeah. Go make yeah. those disciples. Yes, ma'am. Right. Amplitude. And the, the, um, the seven twos I want to mention is gratitude. Ian Bound says, Gratitude and murmuring never abide in the same heart at the same time. <laughs> at the center of grumbling is a dissatisfied and unappreciative heart. Most of the world is praying for the things that we take for granted every day, aren't they, Tamiko? Mm -hmm. A roof over our heads, water, food, a job, people who love us. Mm -hmm. In 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, God's Word has some pretty harsh things to say about ungrateful people. It lists ungratefulness with a bunch of other sins. And verse 5 says, Even though they will make a show of being religious, their religion won't be real. Don't have anything to do with such people. Wow! The Bible actually says, Don't have anything to do with ungrateful people. Indeed it does. Look it up. Tamiko, how do we nurture hearts of gratitude? <laughs> Wow, I, you, Sandy, you know I'm from the country, and you know we probably had a lot of sayings back in the day, and I always share those with people because I think they resonate. Um, one of the songs that we used to sing in my, my home church um, had something to do with, Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning. You didn't have to do it, but you did. Yes. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And so that is ingrained in me. Um, that helps me to understand that any blessing I receive, whether it's just breath in my body the next day, um, it's not guaranteed, mm -hmm. you know. And so we are to be grateful for everything that God does for us and allows us um, to do. And so uh, another way I look at that is, you know, some of the assignments that we have that God has given us to do, whether we're leading an organization or whether we're making coffee on a Sunday morning, because that's our, mm -hmm. our post, we're allowed to do it. Yeah. It's not that we have to do it. It's a privilege. It's a privilege that we get to do it. And so we get to serve. Um, there's another song that says, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, I think it's Paul, Bishop Paul Morton, whatever you're doing in this season, please don't do it without me. Oh, that is great. And so whatever he's doing in this season, I pray that we all begin to understand he doesn't have to choose you yeah. to be on assignment for him, but we get to serve. That him. is a great he does. word. Well, let me ask you this transparently as a leader, the grumbling just grates on me. How, how as a leader, how do you deal with the grumbling? And how do you, how do you ask people mm -hmm. to have a heart of gratitude? How do you get them to a heart of gratitude? Well, first of all, with the grumbling, you listen to it. Okay. You listen to it. But I think they learn more by our example than anything else. Okay. Um, we may be going through the same situation, but if you can stay out of the fray, 
when the grumbling's occurring, yeah. stay out of the fray. Allow them to get it out, but then pray to God to be able to share a different perspective. Okay. That that perspective of gratitude for whatever's going through. Yeah. And leave it there and hope the seed takes root yeah. at some point. Absolutely. I think that's what parents do. That's a good as they're raising their kids. That's a good perspective. They pray the seeds yeah. take root at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about attitude, altitude, fortitude, aptitude, rectitude, yep. amplitude, and gratitude? We did. Did we talk about them all? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here you have it. Seven tudes for tough times. Attitude, altitude, fortitude, aptitude, rectitude, amplitude, and gratitude. Tomiko, in- intentionally, I began with attitude and I ended with gratitude because I think as a leader, if we don't exhibit those two things, attitude and gratitude, um, it's tough for us to lead people anywhere. It is, and I appreciate you doing that because really we should have an attitude of gratitude. We should. We should. Um, it, it really is difficult to lead people where you haven't been and can't go, you know. And so um, we should be grateful um, just for, for who God is. And the simple fact that we know who he is. There's so many people across the world who have yet to be introduced to the, the Lord that we know. Yeah. The Lord that has been with us uh, since we accepted him, you know, and really understood who he was. He's in our heart. And so when we wake up in the morning, that should be one of the first thoughts on our minds. How can I introduce somebody else to the Christ that I know? to the one who can give peace when others think peace can't exist, to the one who helps us to exhibit love when love seems to be nowhere Mm -hmm. around us. We should want other people to have what we have. Yeah, you're exactly right. Tamiko, as we think about all these seven tudes for tough times, I think about the one hardest for me to work at probably is aptitude, leveraging gifts for the most good. And I think of it as, is there somebody, let me say it this way. Sometimes I just bulldoze my way through and I have a get it done attitude just, just to get it done. But I'm, I'm, someone else may be missing a blessing because I haven't empowered them to do it. And God has really, God has really called them and I'm taking their place. So that's something that God's really teaching me is aptitude to leverage kingdom gifts for the most kingdom good. So that's one that I I really need to work on. Well, I I would agree with that. I think we're alike in that way. Uh, Everything you just said, I agree. I kind of like to control things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just just a little bit. (laughs) And I I promise you, there are probably many other leaders that have the same (laughs) issue. But since you said that one, I'll add another one that uh, it's difficult. It's the fortitude. Yeah. Okay. It's the fortitude, doing it afraid. Um, two issues with that is the fear is one mm-hmm. of them. Um, and I believe growing in my faith will help that fear. But number two is um, the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, not just not wanting to do it, that kind of thing. And so I think I really have to grow in that area. And uh, God knows I have to grow in that area because he's all always giving me things to do <laughs> that I have to do afraid, <laughs> you know. So uh, I appreciate that in him. <laughs> and um, 
he, he knows his children. Yeah. He knows how we need to grow. And he's always stretching you so you'll be ready for the next so assignment. So you'll be ready for the next assignment. I yeah. believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tamiko, I want to end by telling those that are listening, I don't know if it was the first time I met you, but I think it was close to the first time I met you. We were, we were doing an event close to mm-hmm. here in Midlothian, Texas. And after an event and you're a conference leader, you're tired and you still have to pack up. And we had a bookstore and book boxes are heavy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I saw this woman across the way packing book boxes and loading them in the van. And I thought, who is she? And that's how I met you. Wow. And I fell in love with a servant leader who was toting boxes when she didn't have to. That showed me real leadership. Wow. Well, bless you, Sandy. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I I remember that event. It was I don't I don't remember what we called it. It was a training event. Yeah. But um, you know, I just saw ladies packing up. Yeah. And I I believe there needed to be some help. So. And that's what leaders do. That's what servant leaders do. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for bearing the noise of the trucks going by and the birds chirping. But it's and 70 degrees. It's 70 degrees in so, Texas in no the summer. <laughs> well, Tamiko, I want you to know I love and appreciate you, and I'm grateful for your leadership. And thank you for talking with me about these toods for tough times. Thank you, Sandy, for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of On the Journey Conversations. We'll see you next time. Thank you.